0: Welcome to the Chelsea football fancast fueled by Guinness powered by celery the show that has most definitely resorted to alcohol ah oh, dearie me another saturday another top day in the pubs before and after interrupted by a very poor 90 minutes of football. To be honest, I thought we'd probably lose to City, but the shambolic and passionless way in which we lost was depressing even by this horrible season standard. As a Chelsea supporter, you can accept it when your team has no talent, or if the opposition is just better than you. But what you cannot accept are players with talent who show... No passion, fight or seem not to care for the club or the supporters. The way their heads dropped when the second goal went in and they succumbed to the inevitability of it all and basically gave up was just so, so depressing. I am still a very hungover at Stanford Chidge and the name of tonight's show is the Chelsea Football Fancast number Ooh. 351 Disintegration now uh on the show we have a stellar a stellar cast tonight and i don't mean stellar artois although it's probably appropriate (laughs) um but we have we have the wonderful jonathan (laughs) i may i tell you i could well be i mean i I, I... I
3: have resorted to alcohol myself
0: (laughs) (laughs) but jonathan doesn't even drink and that just shows you how bad the situation is jonathan how are you darling I oh, don't blame you, mate. I don't blame you. Can I have a pint of what you're, whatever no. you have drunk? No. No. Okay. It's lovely to Thank have you all. here. Uh, we also have, we also have the Reverend Tony Glover, who was basically like my aide de camp on uh, Saturday. I saw him in the Cock Pub before. We sh- we had a few ales, <laughs> and we also had a few in the Tommy Tucker afterwards, we, didn't we? <laughs> we tell did
1: the time. <laughs> but t- <Tone>. t- t- <laughs> i've got i've got i got Terry
0: on the brain after that story exactly, we were saying before we uh, went yes, on it air. Fan, yeah. it Tony
1: day, as you said um basically buggered by 90 minutes of rubbish football but yes uh, yes. I
0: I've definitely got this theory that the worse we play the more we get <laughs> drunk. I mean I, I mean I, I, I mean I was by no means the most battered. There were people in and around Stamford Bridge on Saturday night who were more battered than me. We drink to me. forget you. Uh, Oh, God, yeah. It was quite funny. My my wife's always a very good barometer when I come home, and she the giggle on her face when I walk through the door pretty much said it all. Um, now, uh, a man who we would never giggle at, because he, he is far too much of a fantastic bloke for that. He writes brilliantly. Uh, he mans the CFC UK stall in all weathers, and uh, he has also spotted uh, Oscar driving away this weekend. We'll talk to him more about that later. But he is the wonderful... Gate 17 impresario, Mr. Mark Worrell. Good, uh, good good evening, mate. Good evening. And how are molto you? Molto bene,
2: molto bene. Molto
0: bene, that's what we want to hear. All right, let, let's crack on with proceed. I'll say good uh, good evening to the people in Mixer in a minute, but before I do that, on the show tonight, we will be asking why were we so shambolic and should Hidding take some of the blame? In part two, we'll be assessing Ruben Lofters-Cheek's progress. Asking what happened to Oscar, uh, particularly from Marco, and should we have uh, let Mr. De Bruyne go? In part three, we'll have another version of the Chelsea Fancast Question Time, where the wonderful listeners in Mixler get to ask questions of the Chelsea panel, which would be me, Jonathan... Uh, Tony and Marco. Now, to wrap up before, part four, as we uh, always do, we'll have the usual roundup of Chelsea supporter news. Now, don't forget, you can listen to the show live every Monday, 7 o'clock. ...by going to mixlr.com forward slash Chelsea hyphen fancast... ...where you can join in the chat and post on the live (gasps) chat page. And of course, anybody else can tweet us at Chelsea Fancast during the show. Tell us what you think about the games and everything else. Now, before we carry on with the show, I will say hello and good evening... ...to the listeners in Mixler. There's a wonderful gathering of them in there. Ah, Mark Barford's in there. I I spotted Mark in Gate 17 on, uh, on Saturday. I shouted out to him, who let you in here? You know, normally it's reserved for, for celebrities like me and Marco, but that uh, no, was brilliant to, to wave to Mark as he went past. Uh, Andrew Self, shed up. I saw, saw Ramsey at the stall on Saturday. Diane, CFC, is in the house. Some bloke called Tony Glover doing a double <laughs> shift. Uh, Daniel Cabral is in the house. Daniel, I've just sent you a tweet, mate, which will, will make you a very, very happy man. Uh, Anaban, Batterjee is in the house. Debs, Andy Silverman, Matt Jazz, Jonathan Perry's. Benny the Blue, in spite of saying he wasn't going to join us because he was too depressed, has made the effort. Loads of you in here. It's fantastic. There we go. It's going to be a cracker tonight. Um, Right, now, before we carry on, there'll be a little bit of stingage, and uh, then we'll be talking about that horrible, horrible game on Saturday. See you in a sec. the show ah oh, blimey 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 i mean the reality is actually i mean i did have a few before that's one of the the delights of a 5:30 of a 30 kickoff is you you get a bit more time in the pub before but I, I unless i was so pissed i had no idea what was going on i actually thought that we weren't that bad uh, for the first 25 minutes and then city scored and it was game over they gave up. It was easy for City. It was like a knife through butter, boys against men, rope-a-dope. I mean, if you were ever going to write, try and write as many cliches as you could about a shit performance of football, uh, Saturday was the day, was it not, Jonathan? Well,
3: I think one of the problems is, is that if you look at City, uh, each one of them plays like a star. And we did have a team that looked as if they played like stars, looked as if they played as if they were in the top four. And we now don't. We've now got a team that play as if they're a mid-table side. And, uh, and City played to their normal expectations, except that they did have um, a, a completely wonderful world-class player who uh, perversely was on Chelsea's books, um, who's Kevin De Bruyne. And I, we're getting on to it later. But I'd like to find out how on earth De Bruyne played so dreadfully for us that Mourinho let him go, or was it Mourinho that destroyed him? Because he's not just a he's not just a good player, De Bruyne. He is a completely world-class player, and uh, his speed and ability to pass, pinpoint passes, is uh, is better than anybody in the division. So, um, uh, and I agree completely about your comment about there being no um, passion. I mean, if you want to look at passion, look at Leicester, who are a quarter a quarter of our side in talent and yet never stop for 90 minutes all right they're fueled by the fact they could be winning the league this year but nonetheless you just look at them in comparison with the way that we performed yesterday and even Chidge when you said we were playing quite well we're still strolling about a bit and you're thinking well we're not gonna you know I don't we're lucky if we score because we're not really putting much much in other than Costa's shot early on that was cleared off the line um I still thought, well,
0: you know, that we're just going through the motions here. Mm, you know, it's really interesting you say that, Jonathan. I mean, I, I've put this down later in the script, but I think it applies totally to what you just said. And I think that's the really alarming thing is that they, that we. I think actually the entire season, if I'm honest, but it was particularly evident on Saturday, and, and I and I have to say that that it, it was just easy for City. They hardly had to break sweat but we have no energy and, and we just don't press uh, uh, to counter what most sides do to us. I mean it's like all, all a side has to do when they play us is just get one or two of their players to harass us immediately when we get the ball and just wait for but us to we, lose we, it. We've got a terrible I mean, of,
3: we, we keep giving the ball away. Players that last season fought yeah. and did not give the ball away. and the, the, But this has been the main problem all season is this this weird um, uh, inability to perform uh, with the same intensity that we did last year and the same skill as last year, and I, I, you know, I'd love to find out what 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 the reason is. I mean, I have to say honestly, oh. I felt we were hampered yesterday by, you know, I'm, I'm, you know me, I'm not a great fan of his. I think that this decision to to give Loftus Cheek a go behind um, in the in the front role there, it, it, the two games. Just doesn't work. He, he's not a 90-minute man at the moment. He. There was one terrible moment when he lost the ball outside the penalty area and just stood there. And I'm afraid I went apoplectic Well, I said My man. My yeah. man. Servant, well, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, gonna I'm, gonna, I'm gonna steal I know your thunder totally. Yeah, my I'm gonna park that.
0: Kind of of course yeah. I, I yeah. Well, your manservant should get yes, you to indeed. stick to Did the well, script. <laughs> to back, what's, back the what's the point? of me fucking you know, writing I No, know, I know, But at the same time, I'm just
3: following on with my, my, my. My my ranting aspect about the way that we're know. so badly It's
0: involved. But do you know what, Jonathan? Involvement. You, you sh- you've shown more passion in the last five yes, minutes than indeed, the entire indeed. squad Something. have in the, in, in the entire season. A
3: Let's so. Have
0: a go. No, no, but I, and that's why we love you. I mean, Marco. I think you know. Jonathan's asking what 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 the problem is. I I think I know what it what it is. The defence is a shambles. We're non-existent in midfield, and we're toothless <laughs> yeah, in why, attack. Kid? Why? I'm asking Marco. Shut up. You've had <laughs> your turn. Marco, what do you reckon? Well, I
2: mean, two, two things. One, it's been the story of the season, really. Um, I mean, just looking at you know last week um, when we played against Swan when we lost to Swansea, sort of the writing was on the wall there. Just in terms of you know Jefferson Montero ripping Chelsea's defence apart in the same way he did on the opening day of the season. Um, you know, so no lessons learnt there. Um, you know, and, and Swansea haven't, haven't got half the players that, that Man City have, so it was always going to be um, a, a question of not if City were going to win, but but really by how many. And I, I actually thought yeah. we might it might be two one, and it might be a bit edgier. But I think you mentioned earlier, um, you know, we had a couple of little chances right at, at, at the outset but as soon as um, City uh, broke the deadlock that was it and it, I, I kind of thought it was it was almost like watching a non-league team playing a Premier League team <laughs> in the FA Cup at home where they they go out and they run their little legs off and try and try and try um, fail to score and then just get bullied off the park And and that's what it was like um, for me, and you know, I think just listening to some of the nonsense Hiddink came out with after the game, um, just you know, su- summarizes the problem. You know, I mean, Hiddink, is 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 an interim manager who lacks motivation. Now Chelsea are out of uh, Europe and the FA Cup and you know that that lack of motivation is filtering into the dressing room where you know we, we didn't have a leader on the pitch the usual story so all, all those all those ingredients do not make for um a competitive performance against anyone let alone man city
0: marco i think you're absolutely spot on and, I, and i've got to be honest i i, I left I left there on Saturday. Well, I, when I left there, I was so drunk I didn't know who I was. But when I when I woke up and reflected on it on Sunday, I, I have got the right hump with Hiddink because I, I think that he's part of the problem at the moment. And he's I mean, it started actually um, I think in his in his interviews before the game, and and, and in a way I think he, he, you know he's encouraging the team to to have you know an excuse and to basically. You know, pack up, pack up their sunglasses and short shorts, and disappear off to the beach. You know, saying things like, "Oh, it's going to be a really big job to turn it round." It sounds like he's g- given up and he doesn't know how to well, stop uh, it. And then, it, well, hang on a second. Even worse, and this is what I mean. Actually, bless his heart, Rory put this up on his uh, Chelsea fans' uh, channel Twitter tweet-up feed. Even, and this, I'm going to quote here. This is what Gus said after the game, and I'm sure you picked this up, Marco, because I read your article earlier on. But he said, asked if his players were saving themselves for the Euros in June. Hiddink said, partly true, but I cannot blame the players for having a lack of attitude. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some players might think that, but I cannot look into their minds and their brains. They might be thinking of the Euros. When there is nothing at stake then, with some people, there is a little bit of a lack of the ultimate work, which translated from Dutch to English, means that he's forgiven them for doing bugger all. And it's absolutely scandalous, guys. It's scandalous that a manager, uh, it's a. I mean, you know, that's it's just I, I. You know, I'm I'm gonna my head's gonna explode. I'm so cross about it because he should be into their faces, bawling at them and saying, "Listen, you lot, you've got five games to save your Chelsea careers. Because whatever you know how you play in the next five games dictates whether you're going to have a job next year. Because I'm going to be leaving detailed dossiers for the new manager. And secondly. If you have no ounce of professional pride and respect, then at least pay, play for the thousands of people who turn up and pay hard-earned cash to watch you play, and I think it's an absolute fucking disgrace. Marco. <laughs> Chitch,
3: was, was, was Conte there? Was Con- who? I thought you said no, something no. else then.
0: I thought there were 11 of them on the no, pitch, was, was mate. He there?
3: Was Conte there on Saturday?
0: I I, I don't but think so, no. no but, the I, mean, it, I mean, Aren't,
3: aren't, the, aren't yeah, the players being exactly. a bit short-sighted? Not not performing to any kind of standard knowing or do they not care or do some of them want away so they don't doesn't matter how they perform
0: well i've got a feeling i mean tony and i were talking about this in the pub on saturday and this is a bit of the evening that i do actually remember but you know we were saying that we were saying that you know either either they they clearly uh, just don't give a damn they know that they're not going to be there because they're going to get a decent move Or as Gus is alluding to, is that they're trying to protect themselves from an injury before the European Championships or um, in case it affects a potential move away. I mean, we were talking about that, weren't we, we on Saturday, Tony? Yes, we were,
1: and I think we were both so, you know, deep down, we were, uh, you know, showing a calm exterior to everybody in the pub. Um, I think, you know, inside we were we were pretty seething about what we'd just seen yeah, and, and everything. And yeah. it's interesting what you say about Gus, uh, Gus hitting. And I read Marco's article as well. And it was very, very good. Yeah, it's um, cracking. Cracking yeah, it article, by the way, very, Marco. Very cracking. And I, 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 I agree. The, the guy, you know, I had, I had my misgivings about him coming in as an interim, but obviously based on his previous stint with us. But you have to look at what happened after his stint with us, where he pretty much, failed miserably with Russia didn't he and Holland and, and everything yeah. um and I watched that on Saturday 63 minutes I think we were into the game um and you know, we were getting caned I had actually called it the night before and it, the first thing I said to Johnny T in the pub was I reckon we're going to get creamed two or three nil a day um actually and we, without quarter hour, I would have been more for sure um,
3: Two very good saves.
1: Yes, indeed. And But the, the point I was making, I was looking down at 63 minutes. We hadn't made a substitution at that point, if I remember rightly. I I was fairly socially relaxed like you, Chich. Um <laughs> <laughs> That's one yeah, way of putting it. <laughs> um, but he looked like Abraham Grant. He looked to me like absolutely like he did not know what to do. Uh, and for whatever reason, taking Willian off was not the answer, in my view. Um, because while he's on the pitch, he's always a dangerous player and he always has that little burst of, of, of speed or whatever that can that can change things so the substitutions for me were a bit iffy having said that at that point you were probably at a point of desperation but it, he 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 looked lost he looked lost um, and, and, yeah that's an interesting and, 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 point you know i don't want to see any manager in that in that kind of position um but I think it adds fuel to the it fuel to the fire of the fact that we've really not improved that much since Jose's gone. Um, I've seen one win at Stamford Bridge since Gus took over, and that was Newcastle, which was all a bit, we all knew at the time it was probably a bit of a false dawn, wasn't it, I think? Um, mm-hmm. And I just think, at the t- you're right, I think the players themselves, I can't believe players like Gary Cahill and that have given up. I mean, Cahill did a right down in front of us, Chidge. A marvellous tackle on Aguero. Turned him, spun yeah. him, walked away with it, That a great pass out. And, and you know, even, even Aguero, to be fair, looked a bit surprised by it. But, you know, I think you're going to make a point a bit later on, you know, the, how shambolic the, the arguing in the defence. And uh, personally, you got cool to our arguing with Branner. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. It was all over the shop.
0: Yeah, no, it was it was a real shambles. I'm just going back to the Gus thing, actually, I'm going to point this to Marco, because, by the way, folks, if you haven't already, uh, go and Google ESPN football and the Chelsea section, because Mark, Mark's written a fantastic article about about Chelsea and Goose, as he tends to every week. I, I just wonder, actually, you know, I, I was very harsh on Goose, and I, and I do think he's part of the problem at the moment. I just wonder, actually, maybe we should have a little bit of sympathy for Gus, because I, 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 just reading between the lines of what he was saying before the match clearly he's astonished about how shit we really are and how feckless he these players well, are though, and I think well. yeah but I I, I think he I, I get the sense that he's quite surprised and astonished and I I, I I sense an air of resignation about Goose and but I sense it's a different air of resignation from the players the players just don't give a damn you know to, they, they to don't to care Goose. because
3: well, because we lost both the the, the, the two major ma- matches the PSG game and the Everton game um, he's failed, really, because he, he, the the aim was to try and be be looking for silverware. I think, as he said, and uh, and we're not looking for silverware anymore. So the impetus for the season has completely collapsed, and I think he's finding it hard motivating them. And I think it's come down from above mm. that he plays Loftus cheek in the advanced role to try and give him a to give him a go to see what he does.
0: Well, uh, it, that may be the case, guys, because the one, the one thing I want to finish this part up with is that. One of the reasons why I think Gus is lost, he's just lost the plot, actually, and I I, I came out of the ground on Saturday saying this, is that he's only picked one young player, which is Ruben Loftus-Cheek. You've got this fantastic opportunity for the rest of the season to try and blood some of these youngsters. But actually, what he did do, if you look at what he did, he arguably picked pretty much his strong... what he would think and what we would have thought is the strongest side to play against a very tough opponent. Um, But the trouble was is that these players that he's picked have proven time and time again this season that they either can't do it or that they won't do it. And I just that, for me, gives an idea into how stuck he is mentally and psychologically. He's doing what he thinks you should do, pick the so-called strongest side, without realising... They're rubbish. So you might as well pick pick the youngsters. What are you going to lose? You he, he must
3: do that Mental. now, though. He must try and pick as many. I think you should try and play players who youngsters who haven't haven't been proven in the first team. He should he should give give other than Kennedy and Loftus Cheek. He should give the others a go. I mean, for goodness' sake, they won the, they won the, the game today, didn't they?
0: The uh, They've just won the. They are now yeah, European champions for the second yeah. time in a row, aren't they? Listen, we should we should get Marco's view on this because he, he, as I said, he's <coughs> written an article very much about this point with Gus. What, what do you think about my argument there, Marco? I think what,
2: what's interesting. I think maybe I can't remember. Probably a couple of months ago, I, I wrote a, an article suggesting that Chelsea should um, persuade Gus not to retire and keep him on for another year. Um, what while, while they. Um... Yes, you appropriate did, Manager, you? Yeah. and I think you know. I think at that time, um, you know, there were there were quite a few people who were erring, you know, cautiously towards that um, possibility that, that he would be retained um, while they tried to sort out a long term successor. Uh, but then, obviously, you know, the cup competitions turned to custard, and it's it's all been downhill since then. Um, and I really do think, you know, I, I think th- th- there are two problems now. Um, there's obviously the problem that everybody wants the season to be o- over and it, you know and in five games it will be. Um, but the, the within within those five games, um, you know, the, the I guess the game against Bournemouth is the most meaningless, which is on Saturday. But then we've got Tottenham at home. So, you know, given what might be riding on that, depending on how they get on at Stoke tonight and what happens with Leicester um, on Saturday, you you know, we we have to beat Tottenham just for the supporters' sake. But I don't think the players understand that. And I don't think, you know, whilst I'm fully in favour of um, you know all the kids getting a chance to play um, you know if you put kids up against that top that Tottenham team they would get steamrolled in in the same way that Chelsea steamrolled that kids team that uh, Pellegrini put out in the FA cup so i, th- I think it's kind of like it's that kids arguments a double edged sword but you know the the, the the positive side of doing it is, is is just this fact that you know half those players um, that Hiddink says he cannot look into their minds or in their brains I think if he could look in there I'm not sure what he'd find do you know what I mean um, so yeah. it really is it's just an awful situation to be in um, and I I really don't... You know, it's five games to the end of the season. I think all those players know Hiddink's not going to be there. Whether or not... You know, the fact that they don't seem to be trying... um, Or they don't have the ability to, you know, bind as a cohesive unit. What that says about Conte coming in, I don't know.
0: I mean... Well, do you, do you know what it makes me think, Marco? And I think this is interesting when one looks at the past and when one looks ahead to the future, is that they don't they don't listen to a nice bloke like Goose because they've just decided to go off on the holidays already. They're not going to listen to Goose, as you said. You know, they know he's he's a lame duck. He they know he's going to be gone after five games, but they don't like it when they get a shouty angry manager who makes them do some work and actually pull their finger out and they all get a bit, I want to go because I don't like it anymore. I want to go where I don't get shouted at. So we're screwed. We get a shouty angry manager and they don't like it and they down tools. We get a nice avuncular manager and they down tools because they know they're not going to get a bollocking. I mean, we are so, so screwed, I think. And here's just a final point this before we go to the break. Because I was on, I know Marco was on with the lovely London is Blue podcasting people yesterday and I was on their show the week before and they did this whole keep sell thing and I was really quite level-headed and I only you know wanted to sell the bloody obvious ones apart from Fabregas which is my pet hate if I look at it again this week and actually go with how I felt about this team frankly there'd be about three staying and I think it's got that bad it really has can we're going to pick I'll, this I'll, just up one,
1: particular... I'll, I'll, one very yeah very quick quickly Tone. um you're, you're, what you're saying about goose's sort of the stuff he's been saying a couple of weeks ago i think it may well have been after the everton game i can't remember now but he said we'll be playing for the pride yeah and i made a big point on this mm. in the in the garden in the pub right that should be the first thing you're fucking playing for not the only thing that's remaining okay Um, And and it annoys me when a manager comes out with that because basically he's already, by saying that, we're playing for pride, giving out the fact that there is nothing left. If those players aren't playing for pride, they fucking shouldn't be in the team. It shouldn't be in the team to start with, let alone playing for it as the only remaining thing. Um, And I just wanted to make that point. I think his, his body language or his... Um, you know, you're you're doing the the, the 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 psychiatry thing, but that the kind of emotional intelligence that he's portraying is so poor, yeah, it is so low that if the if the players aren't going to get motivated, look, you saw it ten minutes before the end of that game. That ground was virtually empty. It was embarrassing, yeah. wasn't it? It was Arsenal.
0: <laughs> well, I will talk about that the, at the end of part two, I think, Tone. But I, I think one thing's for sure. I mean, they don't. I mean, you know. It, if they're not going to play for the club or the or the shirt play for your own professional pride that all the, all I see at the moment is they play like a team that feels sorry for themselves and i think it's you know i i, I talked to john fleming in the pub uh, after the game and i mean you know he's been going since the 60s he said he's never seen anything as bad as this he's uh, you know and i think the comparison was at least when we were shit in the 70s and the 80s for periods the players might have not had any talent but at least they they played they tried he said this is worse because this lot have got talent they just they just there's, there's something mentally defective about them and interestingly of course is i think that's pretty much what Mourinho alluded to i think he he said he said they were mentally weak i think he was spot on anyway after the break uh, we're going to be having a chat about uh, really about the youth and what we might do there marco uh, you know picked up on that in this part and i think we should we shall uh, have another chat about that ruben loftus cheap particularly and uh, we'll also be asking what happened to oscar and uh, should we have let de bruyne go we'll see you in a second
1: the only place
0: for chelsea fans footballfancast.com real fans real opinions
2: I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chels.
0: Welcome back. I am Stanford Chidge, and you are listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. And uh, I'm joined by the lovely Jonathan me? Kidd, the wonderful Mark Worrell and the ever so reverent tony glover good evening, good, evening. It's good to have you lads in here tonight uh it's not for the faint hearted this show tonight i have a feeling <laughs> um now one of one of the things we were talking about um actually this kind of follows on from one of what will be many of my rants this evening i feel uh and again I think a couple of the lads mentioned this as well I I just looked at the side on Saturday and, and I just thought not one of the current side not one of them looks capable of captaining or leading the side and it just occurred to me good grief you know Conte's got a massive massive job on his hands Jonathan
3: well it's it's as I said in the first first quarter of the show first bit of the show um he's bound to watch a video of this um of 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 the, the, as you put it, the disintegration of the side.
0: Um, In the eighties, we would call them a video nasty, yes, wouldn't would we? Done, yes. Um, a horror <laughs> a horror film. But
3: um, uh, and when we're going to get onto it. I'm 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 as you, as as you've heard me say. I'm I'm not convinced that uh, loftus cheek is the uh, is the hope of the future because to me, he he's not exhibiting the star-like qualities of anybody that we should be. Putting our faith in, and yet at the same time, uh, De Bruyne, when he played for us, I was at Swindon when he played absolutely dreadfully and was was sold soon after. um, Clearly, didn't
0: tell you what Jonathan. Do you want to talk about it now? Talk about it. What? Well, should we get into it now? Well, I was. I did ask you what, what you know, what the 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 fact that we don't have any leaders in the team or, or or any of that, and that Conte's got a massive job on his hands. But you seem so determined to talk about De Bruyne and. I'm Loftus sorry. Cheek, I'll, I'll I'm going to do it. Then. No, 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 no. It's all right. Move it on, because I'm, I'm, I'm up, for, I'm up for this. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying let's do it now, because I, I strike while the iron is hot. I think it's really unfair to judge. I know you don't like Loftus Cheek, and I have to say a lot of your arguments as to why you don't like him are absolutely plausible. But you know, I remember how shit Frank Lampard was when he started playing for Chelsea. In fact, me and Martin, Doctor Martin, for those who remember him, used to giggle and call him Frank lamppost <laughs> so you know to because to, 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 he was rubbish because he never moved he had no positional sense and he looked like he looked so out of his depth it wasn't true and bearing in mind Frank had played for West Ham for a year or two so he wasn't a spring chicken so I think to judge Loftus cheek on a handful of games so far you know I think it's a bit early to judge well, him I suppose, you know, and he, also
3: it's difficult because he's not, not playing in a team that's doing particularly well so, so you expect yeah. him to be better but, and, and I, what well, I was before you interrupted me so horribly I was just, <laughs> no no i was I was, I was I, helping I, I you because you clearly wanted I to talk you, about I it so let's talk about it actually, Chid. I think you've actually you've <laughs> grappled me in the penalty area and thrown me down to the ground have I done yeah, a nipple to the referee though, John Moss has, has not what his name is Moss has not uh, has not seen it and hasn't given a penalty and I'm on the ground going. Come on, Red.
0: What's going on? <laughs> I'll tread on your ankle. I'll tread on that'd your ankle be, just for good measure then, mate. I'll be, then I'll be sub, I'll be <laughs> it's very much how I used to and play.
3: Bring, bring Marco and, or Tony in. Um,
0: in all seriousness, without blowing smoke up your ear end, I, I I, kind of thought, well, no, no, I agree with you. You want to talk about it. Let's well, no, talk no, about I just, it. But the point I was making was
3: that how do we evaluate this situation given that De Bruyne played dreadfully and we got rid of him uh, and he only played nine games for Chelsea? And yet he is now a complete star. So perhaps it's the situation that is causing um, Loftus Cheek not to exhibit his clear prowess. But we don't know what's going on behind closed doors in the in the training setup. But my my um, and as Marco was was saying earlier, if you do stick more of the youth in, they'll be taken to the cleaners by whatever Premier League team yeah. they play against. So it is completely a a, a cleft stick. You're completely stuck in a in a, a, a you know in a in a. In a, almost catch twenty two, what do you do? Do you give them a go or you don't give them a go? Um, but it, it it would be much better for the youth if the players around them were playing up to the standard net, uh, that they've exhibited last season. Then the youth could slot in, and we wouldn't be showing the spotlight on the youth as much. Because at the moment, Kennedy is is just isn't, isn't exhibiting any of the the skill that he, he showed early on in this earlier on in the season. Um, another point can I just make briefly before we get into this is if. If it's all this business of, of, of left-backs instead of um, uh, Barber, who uh, similarly for 24 million doesn't look like a 24 million player at all. Is Meanwhile, in the midweek, Filipe Luiz played fantastically for Atletico. I yeah. mean, fantastically. I watched the whole of the game. Completely brilliant. Defensive and attacking performance. So what happened there? Why did, they, why did Mourinho believe that he had better players in the system? Oops, who do we get? We get Barber. Who may have been excellent for Augsburg, whoever he was playing for, but at the moment looks absolutely out of his depth. Still, you know, he's not a—he's not good enough. He's not a, But once again, is it because he's playing in a not very good side? And then we've got the disintegration of Courtois, who, other than his two good saves, um, was as was as bad as he's been all season, and then did exactly what he did at the beginning of the season and dived out and got himself sent off by not going for the ball with his hands. Which he had enough time to do it because he was so slow getting off the line. So you've got players still, as we've said before, playing very below the standard of last year. And why? What is the reason behind it? We can't get into their heads, as you've said. And I think it's a bit unfair to have a go at hitting, really, because he, he, he's, he's got a completely different set of players. He thought that we would be still in the FA Cup and we, he got it wrong somehow. And tactically, he's not been the same player. And I think, as same manager, 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 I think he's yeah. he has been affected by by uh, not having great success at management in the interim period. Because when he was here in the first first in his first uh, showing, his first incarnation, he was tactically brilliant and a brilliant manager. And we all sang, "We want you to stay" at the end of the season. And he couldn't because he was uh, managing Russia at the time. So.
0: Listen, just to, just to pick up on that, I mean, because it does kind of yeah, weave sorry, it back into where I wanted to. no, well, no, 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 that's all right. No, you you're getting a you're, uh, Diane has just said, damn, JK is on a proper one tonight. <laughs> so there we go. I thought I'd I'd give you a bit of breathing space, but you know, uh, it does surprise. I, I, I think my the point that I made in part one about him, he, he's kind of stuck between a you know in a catch twenty yeah, two. So whatever I and, feel sorry for him. Whatever cliche, whatever, cli- whatever cliche, whatever cliche you want to say, because. You know why else would he have picked, I mean, what in what in most logical senses was our strongest yeah. side? Only to see them yeah, play yeah. so shit. Because actually, I I really do believe that we that we do look better when we've got some of the youngsters playing. Now I also agree with what Tony and Marco were saying, which is you just cannot, you know, say well bollocks to the lot of them. We'll play the youth team because we'll get absolutely smoked by whoever we play. But I think you can play more than Loftus-Cheek. You can play Loftus-Cheek, Traore, Kennedy, certainly in the same team together, because they play with no fear and they're keen to impress. They've got desire. And as I said, a lot of the, the senior players are either mentally short, physically short, or but, but Church, don't give a shit. Why do
3: try and give one of the a couple of the players... From from the uh, the from the under 21s, you've just won the title. Go.
0: Well, even yeah, why not? I mean, there are there. Are, I mean, I, I, I mentioned those three, Jonathan, because they've had a bit of game time, and frankly, they've to various degrees impressed me when they've played. Not least with the desire that they show. And I I mean, I, we should put this to Tony and Marco. I mean, look, as a Chelsea supporter, I want to see players play with desire, with hunger, Marco. And I think the least you'll get from those three that I've mentioned is that. What do you think? I, I agree. I mean, I,
2: I think I think uh, J.K.'s been a little bit harsh on uh, loftus Um I mean, to my mind, I, I thought he was probably the pick of uh, Chelsea's players against City over the... Certainly, uh, you know, for large portions of the game. You know, I mean, people forget he's only 20... Um, you know, I was looking at him, and you know, I was looking at Yaya Toure, who I always thought was a brilliant signing for City. Um, and uh, you know, I, I can see with the right guidance that Loftus cheat could um, fulfil that type of role for Chelsea, providing he's allowed to, you know, grow in growing stature and growing confidence. And the only way he's going to do that is by getting games. And, you know, the other the other fella that um, has really kind of seized the day when he's been given the chance to do so has been Bertrand Traore. And I, I thought, it was, mm. you know, going back to Hiddink again, I, I thought it was laughable. I thought it was, you know, what summed up Hiddink's um, complete loss of uh, direction and, and sanity when it comes to team selection came in that game, um, I forget who he played now, I think it was Villa, where uh, he started with Remy, Um, Pato, who was apparently not fit, was on the bench, and and then Remy got subbed off, didn't he? Probably never to play for Chelsea again. On came Pato and, you know, did what he did, you know. but meanwhile, you know, Traore has, has kind of been sidelined once again by um, now by you know the the return of Costa to the team. Um, and yeah,
0: just here's a, just a quick one, Marco, about Costa because you know I left there thinking, what is your effing problem, mate? I mean, you know, you you know you can trap it further, and I can kick it, and I mean every time you you get the ball, you just run into somebody and they take the ball off you. And your positioning was, was all over the cool, shop again, yeah. uh, and 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 you you might as well just fuck off like the rest of them. But on the other hand, I read a great stat today that in terms of uh, goals and assists per per minute of football, uh, I think he gets one every 124 minutes, and Harry Kane gets one every 135. So actually, if you if you look at it like that. in in a season where we and he to a certain extent has been quite shit he's still been quite outstanding it does make you wonder doesn't it Mark
2: Um, it does I mean to be honest with you Costa you know we all know what Costa can do and we all know what um, Chelsea can do uh, you know vis-a-vis what happened last season and you know Costa hit a a fairly rich vein of form when um, Mourinho departed and didn't came in, um, you know, before he kind of had his usual pugnacious meltdown and um, got himself, you know, a ban. Uh, I mean, I I just, you know, there are all these stories about him wanting to go back to Atletico Madrid. Um, Is he one of these guys who doesn't really give a... I mean, he strikes me as the type of fella who, you know doesn't respond too well to the Mourinho style of management, um, which is what he's going to get with Conte. But is that necessarily dissimilar to what he was getting um, from Simeone? Simeone. You know, I think well,
0: we don't know, is the answer to that. I'll tell you what I do think, though, mate, is that. Uh, this is a ch- this is a guy who was Brazilian and he changed his nationality to Spanish so he could play football. So I think it te- I think it tells you where his self-interest yeah. lies. Well, that's it. I mean, that, that
2: that is the whole crux of the argument, and and that is where you know I totally agree with this um, the, the the school of thought about you know playing the kids because they've got ambition, they've got hunger, they've got desire. They want to prove themselves, and you know that shower of, um, you know, moaning minis who who are getting paid a king's ransom and aren't fit to wear the shirt. Understand all of that, um, you know. Conte, if he is worth his salt, he should be able to turn some of those guys around, um, and that's that is what is going to be interesting to see. Um, can he do it? And you know that starting eleven that he names for the first game of next season, you know people are going to be looking at that um, with uh, properly putting it under the microscope because that will determine, um, you know, what 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 is in Conte's mind. You know, if Hazard's still there, is that is that because we haven't been able to get 80 million for him because nobody's prepared to pay pay that. For him, or is it because he actually wants to stay and play for Chelsea? You know, all these guys are under contract. You know, all this nonsense that Courtois was spouting about leaving Chelsea—he'd you know, only leave Chelsea if if um, Chelsea sell him. Uh,
0: I think it's very—I think it's very difficult. And and it, 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 we had Kundi on the show last week, and and he would be saying this if he was sitting here right now. You know, we look at it from a perspective of supporters, and we want. You know the players to, to to play for the shirt, to play for us, to be loyal to the club. And Cundy would say, and I think it's an interesting perspective. It, you know, considering he 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 played for the club as a supporter as well. But he says they are professionals at the end of the day, you know, and and they they have no allegiance to the club other than themselves and and what they get paid. So it's a bit naive of us to expect them. You know, to turn down a lucrative move somewhere else to a club that's competing in the Champions League or is Real Madrid or whatever. So, you know, it, it, I don't think it's as black and white as we would like to put it. Tony, what's your spin on all of this? I think Marco comes up with a couple of interesting points there like, you know, A, should we play more of the youth because they look a bit hungrier? And also, you know what? What? What is the team that Conte is going to start with next year?
1: It's a, it's a tough one. I, I, I'm with Marco, and I think that JK has been a bit harsh on Rubens Loftus Cheek. Ooh. It, but oh. yeah, I just, I just think that <laughs> there, there weren't many positives out of that game. But I think, yeah, like, I think this is this. You know, the, the phrase you know, this sort of often greatness is forged in adversity, and you know, you're going to learn more. Um, The hard way um, by being bullied off the ball and knocked about by uh, Yaya Toure. Um, Well, but you know we go back to this point. Okay, I'm sure when Harry Kane started playing his first few games for Spurs, there were a few Spurs fans going, "What the hell's going on here? What's this?" You know, and then he scores a couple of goals. He's something. Hold on a minute. And I think we're too trigger happy. I've said this before. We're, We're trigger happy as a club with our managers. Boom, out you go. We've we've done it. Since time immemorial, but Bates had a, 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 a you know an ejector seat in the manager's chair. Roman's been the same, and now the fans are getting like that with players because it's like, oh my god, you didn't, you know, you're not you're not fantastic from day one. And, you know, how the hell are these guys ever going to get developed and learn to track back or learn to do stuff unless they're given a chance and actually given a bit of a roasting because you know they're young guys, they're professionals. You assume they want to get to the top of their game.
3: I'll okay. give him a roasting. I'll give Roster's cheek a roasting, Tony. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, but I, I'm sure we'll be seeing the vi- I'm sure we'll be seeing the video for that on what used to be the news of the world very shortly, if that's the case. Probably from a Greek but island, but Jonathan. you
1: get my point. I just think that you know, if you're going to start writing them off before they've even had a chance, we've got no, we, you know, we're we're going to be buggered forever. And we can become this assembly team, which buys and assembles. Yeah. or perhaps we could just start forging a few players. Now, at this point in the season, as Marco said and as, as Chidra said, we are gonna end up we could put ten kids out there and get slaughtered and probably gain not very much at all with five games left, okay. So you do need to have a balance between the, the kind of more experienced players, okay. However, some of those more experienced players have got away with it this season, and no one seems to be worried about tasking them. I hope
0: like, like, who uh, Well, too? I
1: think, um, certainly, um, Costa is for me one. Okay, now he was a bit isolated on Saturday. Okay, why not bring Pato on? Why not try two strikers for once? Yeah, why are we so fucking hooked on a single striker? It mm. drives me fucking bananas. This four, four, it
0: two, two three, one f- does my f- head. Now, yeah. the one
1: positive thing, or one of the positive things I've read about Conte is he's prepared to fucking switch it around. Different games, different different formations or whatever. Thank Christ for that because at the moment I'm getting more and more frustrated with it because we had Didier Drogba. Therefore, every time we play, we're going to have a single striker, and it's rubbish. But I also think that there are other players. Now, matic has had a problematic season. Would I sell him? No, not at all. Okay. And it's a malaise. Look, I, I I had a conversation with Greg Grimes today okay, on Twitter where I said it was a sh- shambolic team performance on Saturday without any massive individual howlers because I don't think there were. There was no one on there. I was thinking there was no one who was playing quadrado bad. Let's put it that way, <laughs> No one was he's, he's
3: a very good yardstick. You're right, Tony. Very good yardstick yeah. for, for awfulness <laughs> yeah. or Salah. Awfulness could drive. Exactly. What,
1: what I see is a completely, you know, out of tune Formula One car. It's like someone. It, it's like they've taken a McLaren. You know yeah. what it's
0: like. It's like that wonderful, wonderful um, Eric and Ernie gag about. Andre yes. Preview I'm playing all the right notes exactly. but not necessarily is, in the right like you've order taken,
1: you've taken the Mercedes uh, uh, Formula 1 car to Quick Fit and I'll to get it sorted you know it just is not going to work and that's why I think Conti will come in I hope I hope and hope and pray he lives up to his nickname of the Hammer right and I hope and pray not that no, kind but of a I, Hammer what I want what I want Gigi, is I want Roman Abramovich to say to the squad this is your manager his word is law. If you don't like it, you're out the door. I don't think I'll sell you to somebody good, right? I'm prepared to sell you to a shit team. Yeah, okay? Mm. But this is the boss. And let's have... I'll sell you well, to just Stoke.
4: Have... Let's, let's That'll just... learn them.
1: Let's just get away from this. <laughs> because we, we've said it before on there, and I've said it on the pod shed. Right, If we're going to have a situation where the players rule the roost in the changing room, we're buggered forever.
0: Joe, Joe the Blue's just come up with some genius. He, he said, sell everyone back to Russia. I think we can do better than that. Send them to Siberia.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, That's
0: the plan. I think that's... You, Tony, you you just eloquently made some really, really excellent points there. Um, I'm just... Because we, we're, we're, we're rapidly approaching uh, time to kind of move on uh, to part three. But I'm just going to ask Jonathan Ooh. this, actually. Uh, very quickly, because you mentioned Kevin De Bruyne. Um. And there was an absolute meltdown on Twitter all week about De Bruyne, particularly after City getting into the semi-final of the Champions League. I think the, rea- the the reality is this, in my head. I saw him play for us, and to go against what Tony was saying, I thought he was absolute shit. And then if he was demanding to have a first-team place every week and not prepared to sit on the bench or fight for his place, which is what we've been told, then, you know, don't shut the door on your way out. And then to go back now and say, oh, well, we shouldn't have let him go. We were terrible because we didn't let him go. is just unbelievably hypocritical. No, but I agree with you. Now, having said, having, ha- having said that, I do think he's an exceptionally good player and I'm pained massively to see that he's not at our club, but surely not at any price.
3: But I'd like to know. Yeah.
0: Is that, is that, is that what you yeah, you, you yeah, were yeah, going to say? I'm but,
3: you know, we right. had nine games and he was terrible. I was watching him at Swindon and I thought he's yeah. dreadful. Get, get a profit on him. But what, what, somebody somewhere spotted him whether it was Emanalo who got him in the club in the first place because even when he played for Ghent against us in the, um, in, the, in the Champions League early on a few seasons ago he wasn't very good he took a few good free kicks but somebody spotted something so what happened in that period that that wasn't nurtured and yet he went to Wolfsburg and he's fantastic and as a consequence he goes to Man City and he's fantastic because he is a fantastic player he streaks yeah, ahead no of anything that. that we've got. It's and a so knee-jerk
1: you- culture in the club, and now the fans are picking up on that, and that's my point. The fans will want a whipping. But but,
0: but 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 Tony, hang on, hang on, hang on, Tony. We did not get rid of him. He wanted to go, and I think that's a very and, important. And, for, and Mourinho
1: would say
3: exactly the same about Lukaku. Was that he wanted to go because he didn't want to be third striker?
0: And so, yeah. So, Tony,
3: what well, do you well say, say to that?
1: What I say is, that for whatever reason with Mourinho, and I, I guess to a point even if hitting whoever's been there, okay, that's your job as the manager to manage that player's expectations. It's the same where I work now. My expectations on my career are managed by my manager. If I start jumping up and down and thumping the table or whatever I'm just as likely to be told to shut up and sit in the corner and they, or, or they will boot me out unfortunately not for a great big load of money where I I'll, 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 I'll do well out of it but the point I'm trying to say is is that um, you know if you're a good coach right and I can get any number of examples of good managers out there who have persuaded players that their time will come okay um, then that's what they should be doing instead of what I saw from Mourinho. I mean, I was surprised at it because when you look at that list of shame, the list of players sold, it looks to me like the minute a player's come and challenged him about what the future is, or whatever, it's right, you are out the door.
0: Yeah, but he he has been on record to say that he both he he told the club not to sell both Lukaku and uh, and De Bruyne. Marco, what what's your perspective on the, on the De Bruyne uh, well,
2: issue? De Bruyne, I think. I remember when he signed for City, and there, there, you know, there were, everybody was up in arms um, at that point, saying, you know, how 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 come he's joining City for three times what we sold him to Wolfsburg for? Um, I think De Bruyne had said himself at the time that Mourinho had only ever spoken to him twice, um, you know, and I, I think what did he play? Three? Did he? I don't know how many games Nine he started. Times. Nine yeah, you know. uh So did he get a crack of the whip from Mourinho? No, he didn't. But you could say the same for um, a whole list of players. Ah, look who's here! Oh, Misty
0: Blue. Hello, Hello Misty Blue. Who's the best the Chelsea. Chelsea. <laughs> Chelsea 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 My, Chelsea, my daughter good was girl. present
3: here earlier and I told her to be quiet. So I should have oh, got her. Oh no, you she
0: Chelsea. Yeah, you should have done it. They could
3: have she done said, a duet, she mate. She
0: said, oh,
3: bye bye, she said,
0: "Bye bye, Misty my Blue." Said, oh,
3: she just said the bad word three times.
0: Oh god, oh dear. You you, you she wasn't listening when I was I'm going off on my rant. Rude, yeah. Oh, can, you should have can I, can me, I just bring up the fact. What about
3: me. Van Ginkle?
0: well I mean you know he went out on he he, he had an injury went out on loan and he's I, I hear he's done fairly well at AC Milan but I mean we, we, we I'm not going to recover the ground that we did last week Where where I don't, it was me particularly I think that moaned about the fact that everybody starts talking about some of the young kids in and around the club now and we kind of forget that there's an awful lot of ver, potentially very good talent out on loan and one wonders if they'll ever come back and you know van because Gingford, he was the same think, era because he was injured is, is one he like was injured that, yeah. in that
3: swindon game
0: well he played better he than de bruyne did. in he that did. game he until did, he got well, injured yeah. yeah listen we we should move it on and I I, 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 I I the only thing i will say to try and you know uh, kind of bring bring it all together really is that i just wonder how uh, difficult this is in terms of the mentality of modern players you know and, and people of our generation and we, we're all you know over 50 in, in on the panel tonight and I know that we do tend to moan about youngsters and their sense of entitlement generally but it seems to me that that's very much like the modern footballer and, and it and it really gets in up my jacksie when a player's not prepared to fight for his place so you know, I I had a downer about Lukaku and De Bruyne when they were got rid of because I just felt that they weren't prepared to fight for their place. Why should it be handed to them on a plate? Why should they be given special treatment? And and I you know and we used to love Mourinho because we we knew that he like us had that kind of attitude. But maybe that style of management and maybe this is a warning a warning bell for uh, this is a, possibly a warning bell for um, uh, Conte is that modern players just don't respond to that. They do expect it all. They do have a sense of entitlement, and, and they're not prepared to fight for their place. Who would like to answer that very quickly? Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18+, plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea fan cast. The link is in the podcast episode description box.
1: Uh, then there are a bunch of spoilt-pampered tossers, right, <laughs> um, who can fuck off, basically. I I, I yeah. actually don't agree. I, I think there is always a, always a balance, and old, old Purple Nose himself seem to have... Uh, pretty much cracked it but even he made uh dropped the bollock didn't he with yap Stam, david beckham from time to time or whatever but for a long
0: well he he wouldn't no. put up with
1: the nonsense exactly get him out uh, but he seemed to have a knack of uh, you know uh, right, there was the odd jember Jemba in there or whatever but he seemed to have a knack of being able to move them on and bring in players that are equally as good and ultimately i guess he just ran out of that but, that but ability. So
3: he, also, he, moved, he moved them on and we never heard of them again the problem we've got is we, we've moved these two players on, Lecardo oh, yeah. and De Bruyne, and they've both become fantastic players. Yeah, I think, All right,
0: it, lads. Go, Tony,
3: yeah, quick, it was, quick final point. It was literally
1: point. that. It, it's, it, it, at some point or another, the owner and the governance of the club have got to get involved and say to the players, this man's word is law in this club. You either follow what he says or you're out. You've got a great future here. We're gonna, we can win stuff, whatever, but unless you follow him, you know, we are going to back him all the way this time. And I think, I think that's really the message. And it needs to go down to the squad, every single one of them.
3: I get the impression that's going to happen automatically with Conte, actually. I don't think the, the owners need to get behind it. I think he's, he looks like that kind of, uh, uh, he wears his, 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 all his emotions on both sleeves to me. That's the impression that I get.
0: I think what he should do is if it, if, if it all kicks off in the dressing room, he should throw his wig it at is, them. It's a furry cat, isn't it? <laughs> he wears his head. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Was well, it? I think I think that's probably where the expression <laughs> "wigging out" comes from. And on that on that bon Mo, I shall I shall bid you all adieu for part two and uh, say that we will be back for part three, uh, which is basically where we're going to have another version because we've got such an esteemed panel tonight, and I, I immediately exclude myself from that. Uh, I think it'd be quite fun to do another Chelsea fancast question time. So after the break, when we come back, all of you lovely people who are listening in Mixler can fire some questions at either myself, Jonathan, Tony, or Marco, or all of us collectively. But just if you if you want to ask one of us, then tell me in Mixler who it is you're directing it to. And hopefully we'll come up with some smart answers for you. Anyway, we will see you in a second after this break.
2: Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea.
0: FootballFancast.com. Okay, we are back. Welcome to the Chelsea Football Fancast. This is part three, and uh, I am Sam for of course, as there are people yet to be discovered in the Amazon rainforest are well aware of. And I also have the wonderful Tony Glover, the Reverend Tony Glover ah, in the house. Bonsoir. I have the uh, wonderful uh, Marco Hello. Worrell. Benveni... was it? What do you call it? Benvenito or something. <laughs> Buongiorno, that'll do. Yeah. Benvenuto. And we... Ha- we we have the uh, we have the wonderful Jonathan. Uh, I found that
3: really well. I just went for a wee and came back <laughs> back in, and you mentioned
0: me. <gasps> Did yeah. you really? Have
3: you just you've been yeah, out you'd for a quick wee without it's even us really, knowing? Really, really well timed, It's almost <laughs> if you had a, a we he heard a, nothing. A, 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 a roving eye on me, you know, like a monitor on me, a camera following me.
0: I have. I've got my camera turned on, so Ooh. I can see what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm only I'm only joking. Right, this part of the show, um this is the the one the one upside and I actually generally do think this is an upside to the fact that, that we only have one game a week now. Uh so rather than us prattle on about what we think of uh for three parts, um I think it's much more fun to open it up to the wonderful live audience that we have on Mixler and they can get to ask us some questions and we get to hopefully answer them for them and this is what doing the show live should be about it's a bit of interactivity and I for one am a big fan so without further ado um, let me just scroll down the old of art we've got a question for all of us it's a good actually. one that isn't it uh, That's it is a good one yeah oh, oh this is brilliant There's, I'm now having a yes, memory yeah. of, 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 of being very <laughs> drunk in the pub and saying no I'm not doing that but it's from Ramsey shed up a man for all who is the player of the year I was going to abstain but have decided to vote Tony, you well, first. we
1: had this, didn't we? I think we might have had a little song about it. Oh, um,
0: but... uh, what? All lost in the transfer market, I can no longer shop happily. I went in for that special offer, Papadjilabodgily. That's <laughs> yes, and... Uh... Thank you. Thank you to Callum for that genius of that. Yeah, anyway, I think we Tony. were
1: discussing the fact that as a protest vote, everyone should just get on there and vote for him as a player of the year. Um, it, it, I mean, the, the fact is he's doubtful he's ever going to make a list. Listen, um, player of the year, um, I the, the, uh, the only one who's shown any consistency throughout the whole season of any sort is William. And even just lately, he's probably um, still getting that vote. Well, I think up he's, as well, he's he's, give, he's getting that vote on the basis of a of a cracking start when he was knocking in free kicks right, left, and centre. Um, and he, he's um, gone
3: down to their level, hasn't he, Tony? But like, you know,
1: down. I, I wonder whether he's just absolutely fucked from carrying the team. Like, and that's Puliqueter mm. as well, because you know, as poliquetta has been a sort of a, a, a beacon of reliability. But even he looked a bit, you know, like he'd a bit fed up on Saturday. So if you're talking in terms purely technical, then it's got to be Willian, I think. Um, I'd be loath to give it to any other player. But if I was going to give it on attitude, just on attitude and loyalty and not gobbing off in the press, um, I'd say Gary Cahill.
4: Hmm, why? why so? Because I think
1: he's massively underrated, and I, I I really want to clock somebody who goes around saying Kyle shit. Get rid of him. Oh, yeah, a lot of people because do. they like a whipping boy, and I I've st- I stuck st- stuck up for David Louise when when we had him. I didn't think we should have got rid of him, and I'll stick up for Gary Cale because he is part of a defense that is falling apart okay and yet he's the only one the only one that seems to regularly put in a hundred percent effort every time and every time he gets caught a little bit out of position because he's trying to cover for all the other twats at the back okay everyone jumps and says well fuck me Kyle you couldn't be in three places at once what's the matter with you Mental. So I do, yeah. on, on, on technical stuff, I'll go, William, on attitude, just on attitude. And, and for me, being proper Chelsea, I'm one of the only ones that has been proper Chelsea is Gary Cale.
0: On that point, uh, Tony, it's really interesting because MHD 856K, which is a very peculiar name. <laughs> it's code. Uh, it's code. I, I, I wonder why I wonder why your parents named you that. But anyway, he, he, he or she or it maybe makes an exceptionally good point when they say, although you said not one player against City could captain us next season, I think that Gary Cahill can definitely be the next Chelsea captain. He's helped us win the Champions League, the FA Cup, and the League Cup, and the Premier League. What do you think? And and actually, I, to answer this first, I think I might have mentioned this a few weeks ago. I I I, I would be, for for example, far happier seeing Gary Cahill as captain yes. than than Branagh. But what I I would I would be certainly be more happy that you know with no JT and none of the great spine of the team left then we have to look to people who were influenced heavily by that period and and do not forget ladies and gentlemen that Gary Cahill uh, played uh, in the uh, final Brilliant. Champions League in, in, a, in a resolute Rourke's Drift yes. in <laughs> defensive operation yeah. he, was playing against, uh, he was playing with, with David Luiz
3: who was injured if you remember
0: yeah, well, I was going to say they were both injured. Gary Cahill played the entire match; they're injured with swarms of uh, German Zulus marching down against him, and uh, and he sang Malapalik at the end. So what more could you on? But the, the the bottom line is is that I would really not be averse to that. So MHD eighty eight five six K. That is an astonishingly brilliant point that I wholeheartedly agree with. Marco, Marco, hang on a second, Jonathan. Marco, who would
2: your uh, player of the year be? Oh, what a tricky question. I think well, it's already been mentioned. Uh, I think William um, week in, week out, for um, pretty much right up to the point where he was he injured recently. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure why why he didn't figure yeah, in the team. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he got a knock, didn't he? I mean, pretty much throughout the whole season, and certainly during the um, you know the capitulation of uh, Jose Mourinho. In in that period, he he was the only guy that. If we had never had him in the team i think um we wouldn't have we we really would have been in a relegation battle so for that reason um i would give him uh the benefit of the doubt and uh name him player of the year Uh, although to be honest with you i I think they should just not give that award out this year (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Brilliant. Let's all abstain, Jonathan. I'm sorry I cut you off a second ago. Do you want to? Well, no, tell I, us what I, you were going I, to say I when I about cut you Cato,
3: off. Completely with you, but I. Um, uh, it, it, it will be seen as to as to what um, Conti does because uh, it's rumoured that he he wants to bring another centre half in, um, and uh, uh, Bran. We we'd all worked out that we thought Branagh was a better centre half than he was a right back, um, in his recent performances. But he was dreadful against City. Absolutely dreadful. Yeah and uh, there was a, an appalling moment when uh, Navas and he ran after the ball together and Navas, Navas uh, um, and Branner had a head start and Navas overtook him and was about six feet past him by the time he got to the ball mm. and I thought bloody hell you, you've slowed down even more Branagh and, and Branagh yeah, gave the ball yeah. away so much on Saturday it's one of
2: his worst performances and um, I mean, I'm so my accusation for him to, to just throw my threatens in on the Cahill debate Mm, but all yeah. I'd say about Cahill is I I think he's he I mean there haven't been too many lucky players um, at Chelsea but he he I think at the time when he was signed it was I think a few eyebrows were raised um, you know and he was he was kind of like the backup centre back and he, he's always kind of been that I mean he, even earlier this season he you Know before Zuma unfortunately got injured, um, he was kind of like the third choice centre back. Um, you know, this was before JT uh, got injured as well. So, um, I can kind of see why Conte would be thinking, do you know what? We need we need two new centre backs, or we, we need well, we we need two new centre backs and a fit Kurt Zuma. Um, I can sort of see where his head is with that. Um, and that said, you know, you, you, you're absolutely right, um, Tony. I, I, you know, you, you cannot fault. You know, Kale's kind of got that um, body on the line mentality that, that that JT brings to the game. Yes. Um, you know, where, where he makes makes up for maybe a, that that slight lack of. Awareness um, with, with uh, other aspects of his game. I mean, whether that's going to be good enough, I, I suspect he. I'd be surprised if he, he's in the first eleven next season.
3: But it's only been this season that that Cahill hasn't been included, <coughs> because last year it was um, and the year before last... it, it was Cahill and Terry were the permanent choices. Well, last he... year up
2: to I think he got that bump on the head against Tottenham, didn't he, at the beginning of December? Um, not last year, the year before last. Uh, and and then he kind of struggled after that, didn't he, for a bit. With well, this um, season,
0: they, they should they should have told him he was George Best, like the, yeah, the old yeah. joke goes. So... Jonathan, who who's your player of the year? Then well, Willian, we didn't get Willian, to get to that. For, for his... for his
3: earlier activities but he still annoyed me because all his corners always hit the first man even when he was playing really well it's something I never quite understand why professional footballers can't clear the first man but um, but, couldn't uh, agree uh, more a a brilliant a a brilliant season early on and uh, I think he kept us in the Champions League if you remember with his um, with his free kick against uh, um, Kiev Um, who were a poor side actually I think we 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 flattered a bit to, de- to deceive in the Champions League. But yeah, no, William by a
0: mile. By a mile. OK, well, that's a pretty clean sweep for, for William. The only thing I will add uh, very quickly, because this kind of was uh, to do very much with the the, the post-match uh, pub chat, and uh, there were quite a few people saying that we really need to set up a campaign to make uh, Papi Jilobodji the uh, player Sir's of the year. First, um,
1: Oh, no, yeah. is it 1-0? Harry Kane. Oh, yeah, oh an absolute oh, cracker God. by all accounts. Everyone in the mix of the room saying so, and well, yeah.
0: what a shame. Um, uh, the only the my, my riposte to everybody who said that was actually if we're going to do that, then let's get a campaign together to get John Terry to be voted the player of the year because it won't have pissed the club off if they if, if he won the supporters award. Uh, but on that note, um, I'm going to move on to another question, and uh, there's a lovely one in here from Sajin. Uh, who says, would you want Abramovich to pump in millions or billions on Galacticos or hire a great scout to build a proper team, a proper Chelsea team? And as he's used the word proper Chelsea, I think there's no better person to uh, direct that to than the proper Chelsea Marco.
2: What a good question that is. Um, oh, like isn't that, it? is isn't, isn't that what um, Abramovich has already done, though? Um, several times, just bring in... Um, Galacticos in, in, in a kind of scattergun styley um, since he's been here to to the detriment of you know the the, the, the youth as as we so often lament um, you know that, that, that that's what he's all about so I can't other than sl- this
3: season, Marcos, because I think this huh? season the reason that Mourinho never got given the funds at the beginning of the season was because he was told to play the youth. Because because he spent Abramovich spent a hundred million on the academy and we won the under twenty one European Championship last year and I think that was uh, he was supposed to inject Loftus Cheek in from the beginning and he didn't because he maintained the same the same team thinking it would get him out of trouble and I think that was the reason why he didn't purchase anybody at the beginning that's my view.
1: Mm.
0: Tony, what's what's your perspective on 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 that Um, question?
1: I'm with Mark. Mark, Mark on that one because I think we've we've done that. Um and it's worked, it's been a chaos theory, hasn't it, really? Buy loads of players, get managers in every two or three years. Um and let's face it, since two thousand and three or four whenever um came in, you know, we've 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 enjoyed riches way beyond what any of us on this podcast could have ever imagined let's be fair we've all been there uh, a, a fair amount of time and you know for me 1970 I went 27 years without seeing anything decent come through the door Um so I, I'd, I'd rather uh, this is why I'm intrigued by Conte as a choice because he took a pretty fractured and downbeat um Juventus side yeah and turned them into a winning is it three years on the trot or something they yeah, won the it, trot. I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um yeah. and so the so the parallels between Juve now obviously we haven't got the, the kind of um bribery match fixing bollocks that hang out well at least I hope we haven't. Um well we couldn't have done this year, fuck me. Um <laughs>
0: Well I think that I think the team have taken a <laughs> dive for yeah, most yeah. of the season, um, mate.
1: But you, you get my drift and I think that actually I um do. I, I think he he'll be picking up a club there are massive parallels between where you Juve had fallen. The old lady of Turin had fallen to where we are and where we will be next year. Um, and so I would, I, th- I, would like to think, you know, it's a, b- a bit of a balance. Let's, 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 stick with with some of the youngsters that we've given a chance to. Okay. Um. I, I'm, I'm probably out on my own here. I don't think we should sell Courtois or Hazard. Um. You know, we sold one good goalkeeper. We don't need to sell another fucking good goalkeeper. Um. And players like that. You know, I think there's a hearsay that's coming out of the club. Or you know, they're not happy. And, and you know, they pick this up from the press, from the media. And we all know what a bunch of bloody spinning bastards they are, you know, taking things out of context, giving you little select bits of conversations and whatever. Um, uh, Or or using the old a source, a close friend, all that rubbish. We all know that. Okay, (laughs) if you read through that. I think there's a bit of a balance. We are going to need to spend. I don't think it's two or three players. I think it's four or five. And I think that's what you need. But I do think um, that some of the like, you know, the three we've mentioned, Traore, whatever. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm going to, yeah, I've got splinters in my house. I'm in the middle on this one.
0: Do, and, do you know what? I mean, the, my, my kind of take on this is that yeah. I just think it was really interesting what you said, Tony, about. You know being really grateful for seeing us win stuff that none of not not one of us on the show tonight could have even I, dreamt would have happened, and I totally get that, but of course, this yes. is now, and that was then so what i would I would lean towards saying, actually, you know I've seen us win everything now I'd like to see us build a team that I can love that a, a team that I feel plays for us, a team that I feel has a yes. connection. Because, I mean, I I talked to to Tim Rolls about this today, and he's just written uh, or he's in the process of writing his next article for CFC UK, and he felt really very downhearted about it. And and, and I said to him, I said, I I can't remember a time ever, although he he said to me, well, what about when they fired Eddie Mack? And I think that's a good point, but I, I can't remember a time ever when there was such a disconnect between the supporters and particularly the players. As well as the club, but I think the disconnect between the players and the supporters, I have never seen it this bad. I mean, Marco, you've been going a long time. What what, what do you
2: make of that? Yeah, um, I, I just think we're at the talking of CFC UK articles. I mean, I, I just, I think mine's called the final whistle, and I, I just think we're at the end of an era now, and I think that is defined by, you know, John Terry potentially. I mean, he's 35. Do we really want to see him getting turned inside out um, next season? Um, I, I'm not sure. Uh, but you know that whole era of um, Chelsea players that that came through before, you know Terry and Lampard before um, Abramovich, or well, not came through. They were a part of the side before Abramovich arrived. That that era and everything that's gone. With it has, has come to an end, so it's kind of like, where are we? Are we are we starting? Are we starting again? Um, are we going to suddenly find um, new players to to fall in love with? Um, that, none of that's going to happen overnight. It, it takes a period of time, um, but I just don't see Abramovich. Um, providing that time and I I'm I, you know I'll go back 30 years 9, 1986 I think the end of that season Hollings was the manager we we won the full members cup which was a great day out was um, five four? Yeah. One, four yeah yeah but at the end of that season I think we, we lost I'm not sure four or five games on the spin maybe more culminated with a 5-1 home defeat to, to Watford on the last day of the season. Um and then and then we started the next season. We didn't win a game for for another uh, five or six games. Uh, you know, and that, and that was that that was a team, you know, there was Kerry Dixon in that. It was quite a decent side. There, there were players to like in there. Um, and I, you know I don't you know last year we, we all loved Eden Hazard and the, the, the player, you know, I would like Conte to keep him and turn him into the back into the player that was the player of the year last season and everybody loved. Um, you know, we're all fickle. Football fans are fickle. You know, the, these guys who we think haven't been performing, if Conte turns them around and sorts them out and we get off to a flying start next season, it'll be saying, oh yeah, you know, we're a great player, and you know they're trying again, and it must have been Jose and whatever. Uh, I, I don't know, you know. I'd like to think that would be the case. I, I don't want to be going to watch Chelsea um, and not have any affinity for any of the players because if that happened, yeah. that that would be the first time that's ever happened in my time of going to Chelsea. Yeah. No matter how dog shit we we've been. Um, you know, for, for long periods of that time in the early days. So, you know, I, I really don't know. I can't see it ever getting that, you know, that bad. But then you never know.
0: Well, that that's kind of what I was alluding to, Mark. And I, I really sense that we are very close to that point. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen so many. And I'm not just, you know, it doesn't. It's a it's a it's a very diverse cross section of our supporter base. All very much saying, I don't think I've ever hated a Chelsea team as because much we've never as this. Had so much I don't like we've the never players. never so much
3: success. It's a completely unknown situation,
0: is it? I don't think it's in terms of that. I think it's very much to do with their attitude. You know how we perceive their attitude to be, and their disconnect with us, and the fact that we don't think they give a shit about us or the club. I think it's much more to do with that. But anyway, Jonathan, no, make no, your I, point.
3: I'm just saying it's the first time that we've ever been in a situation where we've won. Been, been one of the best teams in the world and won so many trophies so this descent into appalling mediocrity uh, is, is all the greater, we're, we're having to deal with something, that we've, you know, we've got to the pinnacle, we're now falling a very long way down the mountain, so it, it, mm. it's it's no wonder that we're feeling um, so affronted by oh, the public experience.
1: It, you're so right Jay, I, I, do you know what I, I was going to bring up, and I, I think I might have mentioned it in the pub on Saturday, but even on Saturday, you checked any of the newspapers, even online or in print, and find me a Chelsea story. There wasn't one. That's where we are. We are yeah. we, this anonymity through mediocrity that I keep spouting on is there. Now, I, I, I didn't like the toxic side of things, but I think I kind of preferred it to fucking no one caring or even speaking about us. I, we've become a nothing. Tony, I agree, don't agree completely. The Guardian article this morning about the game...
3: Was all about Man City.
1: Yes, yes, it was absolutely. And why wouldn't it be? Because indeed, you know, they might as well have been playing well have a bunch of <laughs> nobody's really, yeah. the way we came out. But yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Well, if you want to, if you want to know how bad that is, a very, very dear friend of mine, one of my oldest friends, uh, wrote uh, for a. He's a Southampton fan, and he wrote an article completely moaning about the coverage that the Man United Southampton game got, where Southampton had played them off the park and all of the journalistic endeavors thereafter were all about how shit man united were and southampton weren't even mentioned once so actually what you're saying is we we we've now dropped off the radar so significantly yeah. that we are now i think possibly with a with a bit of naughty uh, agenda driven stuff going on back where they think we belong you know, because yes. there is that sense that it's all about Arsenal, Spurs, Man United, Liverpool. That's the only people that count. Very, very quick final point, because we really need to wrap this part. I, I have to say, we all need a massive pat on the back because we've only managed to fit in two questions in nearly 23 <laughs> minutes of broadcasting. Which uh, I knew I knew that tonight was going to be difficult. I, very rarely do we get such a gathering of opinionated people on one fan cast, Fair play to you all. Um, I had a chat with Walter in the pub after the game. And and we were talking about the fact that so many people left on 80 minutes. And, 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 and I was saying to, to Waltz, uh, it really strikes me as very peculiar because as so many of the people that I know at Chelsea uh, pride themselves on the fact that they were there in the 70s and the 80s when, you know, we didn't have very good teams. And it's all very, we you know, it's a badge of honor in a way that, you know, the, the worst we were, the better our support seemed to get in those days. So my question to Walter was: If that's the case, why can't we embrace being shit like we did in the '80s? Uh, I'm going to fire that one to you
1: first, Tony. Uh, it's it, oh, blimey, we're we're at the Made in Chelsea thing here. It's a programme I've never watched, but it's this kind of expectation, isn't it? It's, it? There's almost a generation of people that have grown up expecting nothing less. You think about it. We've been owned by Abramovich what 12 years now 2004 I think he came in 12 years of pretty much unparalleled success you can look look at another club in the premiership that's had the same trophy haul as we have over that period okay and I I I, where I tend to agree with you is is that actually um you know we've all seen weirder games where you've been two three nil down with 10 minutes to go and got a a, even a couple of goals back or whatever to set your your pulse racing or whatever um but I think there is this this thing of entitlement. Other choices you you've put on the on, on the s- s- script. Um, that's interesting, man. Um, I'm I'm torn between the fact that I, as a fan, as a paying fan, as a person who got mugged for 880 quid last Friday, as I said to you, um, <laughs> for, for my season ticket <laughs> money. <laughs> <laughs> Quality tweet there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. um, I, I described it in the pub, Marco, as, as as I felt like I'd done some sort of dirty drug deal around the back of a, a you know a, flat, a block of flats or something. You know, I'd walked away with a season to get you know instead sort of a bag of crack. Um, it was just that kind of thing. But as a fan, and I've always said the same thing, I'll never boo a blue. Never. Okay. Me neither. Um, but. Me I think people have the right to protest. Now, we saw it, was it Villa, when they got up and walked out, I think on 84 or 74 minutes or something earlier this season. Um, and I think people have the right. You, you know, the players need, I think with 10 minutes to go um, 3-0 down, with the utter abject performance, I think that was possibly the only way most people could make any form of noticeable protest. And there's... While there are people on there, and I, I really detest this term plastics because, you know, what defines a real fan? Is it someone who goes to every away game? I don't. So am I any less of a fan than somebody who does, you know? Mm. Um, but I felt sorry because those people getting up and walking out, I wouldn't do it, but I understand why they did it. I think there is possibly a, a, a band of people in there that have got a, a, a an overly, a, a bigger sense of entitlement than, than probably... We deserve. Um, on the other hand, me personally, um, I get a kind of masochistic kick out. Remember the last, remember the last <laughs> time we lost three 0 Sunderland? I think in two thousand and ten was the last time we lost by three goals at Stamford Bridge. I think it was a day that um, he played Paolo Ferreira as a centre back instead of Jeffrey Bruma. And, oh, God, I
3: did. d- didn't he play Bruma and Van Anhold though at some stage? Didn't he, they both? I don't even
1: i don't I don't remember them getting on that game, but it was laughable. I mean, it was just a laughable performance, and I kind of enjoyed it because it that's part of what I go to football for. I guess the disappointment um, is part and parcel of it. You know, when you're in the pub afterwards, you are moaning with other like-minded people. And let's face it, all men of a certain age like nothing more than a bloody good moan. There you go. <laughs>
0: I think the only thing I can say is the more shit we are, the more yes. drunk I get at the game. So I, I'm all for it. But Marco, I'm going to just fire this one to you very quickly because we do need to go to the break. But if, can you answer quickly why why people find it hard to embrace us being shit like we did before?
2: Well, I think I think part of the reason is you've got sort of two generations or maybe well, three generations of Chelsea fans. You've got sort of maybe the under-30s, um, who you know? Chelsea have been pretty good. They've been on the up for the last twenty years. You know, since yeah. or, you know, maybe a little bit more. You know, Hoddle was kind of the catalyst for cosmopolitan Chelsea and everything that followed from winning the FA Cup in ninety seven. You know, so that that's a long, long period of time um, of pretty much consistent success, a lot of trophies, and it's you know, it goes back a lot further than what a lot of people seem to think is that, you know, we've only been successful since Abramovich um, waded in with his um, wallet. So, you know, I think there's kind of that group of people who are sort of thinking, bloody hell, what's going on here? And then there's the older buggers um, like us lot who who sort of remember um, the, the days before that, the kind of like the 20 years before that when there was nothing, um, who are kind of thinking, hmm, what's going on there? Um, but it, I, I don't know, I, think, I just think the world's moved on. It's, what, what, what pisses me off about Chelsea is, and I know, I don't think we've covered it today, but I, I, I just, you know, Tony sort of highlighted it a little bit there. I just feel like a commodity now. I, you know, I'm a customer. Um, the club don't give a shit about me if I, if I decided not to renew um, my season ticket or, or you know those people who choose not to renew their season tickets do, do, they, do they care? not really They're, they'll get somebody who's willing to spend um, you know 100 quid in the, in the mega store I, I was I'm told
3: sure. to, Marco I was told to, to hurry up and renew because there was a waiting list and
0: uh, which made me feel really important you know yeah yeah. Mm. Do you know what? I mean, just because we do need to move on to the break, but this is one thing I've said, as Marco will know particularly, I've said this in the in the CFC UK fanzine an awful lot, is that if you're of a certain age and you've you're, you've had enough of it and you're thinking of retiring and you hate the disconnect with the club and you hate the fact, like Marco said, that we've become commodities and the club don't really care about us, Uh, What you need to do is to never, ever, ever, ever let that season ticket go until you, in fact, croak. The only way that you give up your season ticket at Chelsea, if you are uh, of a certain type of supporter, like I think we all are, do not ever let it go. Do not give them the satisfaction of being able to sell it to a tourist. Uh, And on that wonderful point, I'm going to move to a break and we'll be back uh, with some Chelsea Roundup in a minute.
2: fans real opinions I'm Jason Cundy and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast up the Chelsea football Fancast.
0: all right we're in the home straight it's the Chelsea Fancast I'm Stanford Chidge and you have been listening for the last hour and a half to uh, the wonderful Tony Glover good evening again Again, and the superlative Mark Morrell, and the ever ever uh oh. Jonathan Kidd, the fastest voiceover <laughs> artist in the West.
3: Can I read this one really quickly, Tinge? To... You're
0: going to yeah, read yeah. the email. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 don't I'm read really it. Read it in your normal, do the first wonderful, really no, no, and
3: then read it properly. But you've blown that now.
0: So. Okay. You're not going to do it in the style of uh, what? What did you do last week that was really funny? I can't. Remember. You did John it in the style Goodman. of um, Brian Blessed and yeah, John John Brian Goodman, didn't you? was a bit and, rubbish, yeah. but my
3: John Goodman was okay apparently. Do it in the style
0: of Jonathan okay, Kidd, it, mate.
3: I'll do it in the style of my Formula One read. Yo, it's been a while since I made the choice. We did one September. I think I've No, read I was it at the normal speed. Look, you keep interrupting. I was just going to do that for a paragraph and then go back to the beginning again. I was just going to show off a little bit. Oh. oh.
0: We, you well, did it last week, it again, though. Well, you showed chig. off the week before. You show oh, off every chig. week. Just be your chig. wonderful self. Yo, chidge. It's <laughs> been a while since
3: I've emailed show <laughs> or tweeted you once, chilty. No. It doesn't make you I like, like that, one, that. One,
0: that was funny. It's like that one. Yo, <laughs> chidge. Get out of here. Uh,
3: yo, chidge. It's been a while <laughs> since I've emailed the show or tweeted you. <clears throat> no. Yo, Chidge, it's been a while since I've emailed the show or tweeted you. Once Chelsea yeah. lost in Champions League, I've been pretty upset with my dear club. I haven't missed a fancast though, just to down and out to put thoughts, to, too down and out to put thoughts to paper. But with all this change and so much youth getting playing time, it's lifted my spirits. The fancast named Pointless was epic, not because it was the 350th, which is quite a feat. Was it, Chidge? It... Well, it was, yeah, that was um, last week. Um, but uh, Which is quite a feat. Congratulations. It was epic because it addressed most of the issues that have been circulating in my head since we lost the second leg to PSG. I've been struggling with watching players that don't seem to care, wondering who will stay and who will go. Will Conte play a boring style of football? And if he doesn't get results right away, how long till Roman cuts him loose? Roman has always seemed to want a beautiful beautiful style of football, similar to Barca, based on players brought in, but then continues to bring in Mourinho and Conti types. The board and higher-ups are confusing me on the direction in which they want to head. For the life of me, I cannot figure out why they don't want JT around. Simply for experience and leadership, he's worth the contract, especially in this transition to Conte. Hazard last year showed some of what he's capable of, but this season, he's turned me completely against him. He doesn't seem to have the ambition, direction, or confidence but mostly there is no passion. I can handle poor form as long as you show passion and heart. It appears he's checked out. I want every player to give the passion and drive that Willian and Aspie bring every match. You can see that they're giving everything they've got. The youth players are similar. Traore and Kennedy are refreshing to watch. If Fabregas, Costa, William, Mikel, Aspie and Zuma aren't back, I will be worried we won't make top four next year. Remy, Branagh, Oscar, Falcao and even Courtois can go. I don't want Hazard to go. That's only because I don't know for a fact he doesn't want to play for Chelsea. Just basing it on he doesn't want to be here of what I see on the pitch. I will never trade my Chelsea kit for another But am I overacting to think that without proper moves, regardless of manager, we won't contend in the Premier League with some of these players that don't seem interested? And to make it worse, there is no leadership to hold anyone accountable or set an example for what's acceptable at Chelsea. I love a team that leaves it all out on the pitch, puts up a fight, gives everything they have and lets the chips fall where they may. It's Saturday and I'm preparing for Chelsea versus City. Results are almost pointless now. I'm interested in effort, passion, and to see who really cares. You guys equals amazing. Keep it up. Thanks for the time. Blues for life. Scott Brandt, Philly Blues.
0: Marvellous, marvellous email, Scotty Boy. Thank you for that. Um, Marco, what do you think of that? He sounds a bit fed Very up, really, passionate. doesn't he? Very there well there you go
1: exactly Um...
3: very disappointed weren't you about the City game after reading that
1: yeah that's what I was thinking he wanted passion in a
3: fight he didn't get it No. I, I, I was going Here's to a question. He,
0: about, sorry, exactly. sorry, go on, yeah, go on because,
1: Tony, go on. Um, it's interesting what he's saying in there about um, passion and, and, and this sort of stuff. I'm just trying to find the line in there about um, the transition to Conte. I, I seem to remember reading a quote from Conte. Um, I really hope it's true. It's sort of like on a poster with uh, his, his face on it, about he will not accept players smiling and laughing as they leave the pitch if they've lost. Uh, my God... <laughs> I love him already. Don't you just think, that's exactly how I want them players to feel like I do when when, when I'm walking off the pitch that is where I sit, Matthew Harding-Upper, to the pub, trying to put a bravado face onto everybody going, oh, well, we're shit. Never mind. I'll go and get hammered. Mine's a landlord. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I love the idea that he will be saying to these players, honestly... You do not smile. You do not joke or whatever. I can't see him allowing shirt swapping at half-time, that kind of thing. That's why (laughs) why I'm prepared. I think, you know, it's all very well saying we won't play like Barca, but none of um, Conte's teams appear to have been particularly dull. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Listen, I've I've just remembered that I was going to do this. Tim Rolls put this out earlier today on social media, uh, and it is Chelsea 2015-16 bingo card. (laughs) so I want to play a little game with you oh, three okay so um, if you get all of them you say house so can you just right, basically there's lots of things that Chelsea supporters have been heard to say this season and I'll start from the top left who the hell was marking him oh yeah, yeah. so just yeah, you can all yes. just say yes I think that will yeah. be easier uh, going from left to right useless tosses.
1: <laughs> yes uh, Marco's
0: giggle was very <laughs> revealing
1: Emanalo out oh no no, no, no. no really. he's, okay. he's, yeah. he's, he's a scapegoat. Okay. Just... okay. We
0: paid how much oh, for yes. him? <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is definitely one for, for our generation, chaps. The next one. The least fight I've seen in 40 years <laughs> coming <laughs> <Yes>. here.
3: <laughs> definitely that one.
1: I was saying that at half time, I think. <laughs> so... All
0: right. Next one. Thank God for William. Yeah. Said <laughs> yeah. so that. Next nice. one. <laughs> Yeah, play the kids. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I've said drop the kids off at the bath, <laughs> though. I think that's something else. Uh, <laughs> Roman, <laughs> Roman Abramovich, is this what you oh, want? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, a hundred grand a week. You're a disgrace. I think I pretty much said that. Yeah, yeah. I tonight. think we with
1: that. That's a definite yeah. one. That is, yeah. yeah.
0: Right, show some heart. Yeah, I shouted
3: yes, that. That's a bit posh, that isn't it? Well, that's why I Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, shouted
0: it. Yeah, that definitely comes from the east middle. Uh, okay, so where's where's the fight? Yes. For goodness' sake, where's the fight? Is the next well. one? Yeah. This this definitely has been heard uh, being emitted from uh, Gate Seventeen at the back of the stand. Oh, for <laughs> fuck's sake! <laughs> In fact, Marco's giggling because he's probably yeah. heard me shout that. I've, I've done that uh, at the team announcement. Yeah. <laughs> right, drop the lot. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: Yep. Uh, here's one that sounds very East Middle to me. Heads
1: up, Chelsea. <laughs> yeah,
0: definitely.
3: <laughs> Actually, I've never heard that in the East Middle. East. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'm, like, yeah, you yeah. have to invite me yeah.
0: back. Play up, Chelsea. You have to invite me back and I'll promise to say that. Uh, this is the next one, which I really quite like. Ship them all out. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that in the pub. Uh, Without Terry, where's the leadership? We pretty much said that on the show tonight, didn't we? If you don't care, Chelsea, then fuck off. You said that. (laughs) I think (laughs) we. I've said that nearly every week (laughs) for the last six months. Okay, and I think this is something that most people say uh, as soon as we've gone off air. What was the point (laughs) of that? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Here's one for all the Courtois fans out there. Catch the fucking ball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and here's another one that's been, I think Chinch has definitely said this many times on the show. Bunch of spineless yes. prima donnas. Oh, definitely. Okay, here's a blast from the past. Jose Mourinho, <laughs> Jose Mourinho. Uh I, I, I'm, I have to say I can I can say hand on heart that nobody on this show and in fact I suspect nearly 99.999% recurring of the people who listen to it have never gone
1: boom never correct
0: uh, never no, we let never. the Arsenal we let the Arsenal fans do that uh, here we go another another one that I think you could say is almost uh, the signature comment of the fan cast this season no passion no bottle no commitment correct yep and uh, last, but by no means least, uh, who makes these decisions?
1: God, I was saying that on Saturday, I, was, I, I think oh, my mind no, was like, amazing. "Why don't you make a decision?" Was more what I was saying. Well, yeah. So there
0: we go. Well done, Tim Rolls, for, for sharing that with people on social media. I have to say, when I read that at lunchtime, I I, I giggled a lot and said, "We must yeah, do that on the show because that's great fun." That was fun, wasn't it, Very
1: good fun. Yes. All
0: right, Jonathan, would you like to read our usual bits of pluggery for this week? CFC
3: UK. Only a pad. Uh, mm. Only you a pad, CFC UK at home games for the, from the CFC UK stall opposite Fulham Broadway Tube and also at away games. If you can't get it there, you can always get it digitally. Difficult word digitally by subscribing online at cfcuk.net. And if we are in the USA, follow Twitter account at CFCUKUSA. And if anyone's interested in getting a CFC UK copy, contact Dan Lundberg on Twitter which is at D-L-U-N-D-B-E-R-G underscore.
0: And very, very quickly, because, of course, Marco uh, is the uh, man at the CFC UK stall, man at the UK stall. Uh, we've got a deadline this week, haven't we, Marco, for the I mean, last one of the season?
2: Is it, is it Saturday, Friday?
0: Or Thursday. Thursday, oh. Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one went yeah. under the wire, didn't it? Yeah, so last one of the season, and that will be out for the Leicester game? No, it got to be out before that, surely. Uh, I did? think it's
2: out for Tottenham.
0: Yeah, I think actually you're right, that rings a bell. So there we go. Um, have you written yours yet, Marco? I, I need
2: to sort of have a run through I, Yeah, pretty
0: much so, yeah. Oh, you, you, you always, I shall be writing mine at 11 o'clock on Thursday night, as per normal. And delivering it to DJ at midnight, just so I can say I've met the deadline.
3: I'd like to write one, but I I can't this week. I'd like to have a go.
0: Well, you know where to go. Right, Chelsea Supporters Uh, Trust. Join the Trust and
3: get your voice heard by the club. £5 to become a voting member, or free for non-voting members. Sign up at chelseasupporterstrust.com so you can attend the meetings come to the events and vote on the issues that directly affect you and make sure you get your voice heard you can follow them on Twitter at Chelsea S Trust now the nice. CPO if you want to earn a little bit of Chelsea protect the future of the club go and buy a share in the Chelsea Pitch Owners who own the freehold of Stamford Bridge and whose aim is to ensure that Chelsea Football Club will remain playing football at Stamford Bridge. To find out how to buy a share for £100, email info at ChelseaPitchOwners.com or check out ChelseaFC.com slash fans slash Chelsea hyphen pitch slash slash I'm saying slash owners and follow them on Twitter at PitchOwners.
0: And and I should I should say there's a, a bit of a, a spell well uh, some a grammatical inaccuracy there that to ensure that football will remain or we will remain playing football in brackets or an approximation of it at Stamford Bridge, I think is very what we good. should say. Um and talking of very good uh, Ramsey's been brilliant on on Mixler he just he's just said um, the fanzine out for the Spurs game extra large for a Millwall brick I trust and then he quickly wrote after that self defence of course. Uh, well done Ramsey. That's uh, quality. Now uh just very quick one here. We've been plugging this every week for the last few weeks, but it's very important, so we shall continue to do so. Canners, the wonderful canners, who I believe
2: Marco was fantastic, yeah, yeah. isn't he? He's in fine form. He, he really, there was an interview with him in a quite a good magazine actually that I've never heard of called Pickles. Which was um which is like an A four size, maybe bigger than that.
0: You could fit a Millwall brick oh, in yeah. there, didn't you? yeah. It's there. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't it, wasn't it, Um, who was it who, who, who tried to take the shed uh, one year armed with umbrellas? Was it Arsenal? I remember reading somewhere that, 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 I think it was Arsenal, a lot of them tried to take the shed. It's about going back to the 70s, I think, and they were all armed with umbrellas. Which they hid under their coats. How Arsenal. <laughs> anyway, moving you on. Really
3: get uh, in, ca- couldn't you with an umbrella? You could, it couldn't be seen as an walking weapon.
2: Sticks were banned by, they? by Spurs, I seem to
0: require. A bit unfair considering we were called the Chelsea Pensioners. Tumbleweed. It's,
2: right, it's, right I'm moving on. Cameras
3: on nice tour. One change, and then I thought.
0: Hang on, or should I go wah, 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 wah. wah, wah. Canners on tour. Canners is going to the States again uh, where he is well-loved and so he should be. Uh, Now, he's going to be hosted by the Boston Blues in the Banshee Pub, uh, May the 14th to the 17th. Uh, Follow them on Twitter, at Boston underscore Blues. Atlanta Blues will host him in Meehan's Buckhead, May 17th to the 22nd, and they are at ATL Blues. Shed End Dallas at the Londoners Pub, May 22nd to the 26th uh, in Dallas, obviously, and they are at Dallas Shed End. And the Bayou City Blues, born under the Bayou in the Phoenix Brew Pub, uh, with a little bit of chugling, no doubt on may the 26th to the 29th in bayou city and they are at bayou city blues now paul will also be playing some football in aid of the soccer streets charity so go to soccerstreets.org forward slash squad forward slash 517 or 517 even to donate now uh, i don't often do this um but i feel compelled so to do today Um, Because my best mate, uh, well, last year, in fact, uh, one of my oldest and best friends, a certain Brian Wilmot, very sadly passed away from cancer. He was the same age as me, so way too young to go. Uh, And both me and my best mate, Simon Kane were gutted, as you can imagine. And Simon also lost his father from cancer only a few weeks before that. So, Simon is running the Edinburgh Marathon on May the 29th to raise money in memory of these two amazing people who we both love to bits. Now, I would love to run a marathon to raise money for the blood cancer charity, Bloodwise. But basically, I'm just too fat and unfit and would probably have a heart attack. So in many respects, Simon is running so that I don't have to. But what I can do is help him raise as much money as I can by asking, begging and pleading with you all, all the lovely people who listen to this show, uh, the show that I've been doing for eight years and do for free and for love. So all you have to do is just help me out a little bit and donate to Simon's Run. Now, you could do that by clicking on the link www.justgiving.com forward slash Peter hyphen and hyphen Brian. And you can follow my mate on Twitter to see how he's doing at son of Cain. I will warn you now, he's not as good at doing Twitter as I am. So he probably doesn't do many. But, uh, you know, please, if you can, if you're feeling generous, if you just want to help, then just donate. And anything, you know, it doesn't matter if it's only a pound or only a hundred. It doesn't matter. Anything would help. And I will be very, very grateful. And I am putting that link on Mixler right now because I can, because I've got it all in front of me, which is wonderful. So there we go. So thank you for allowing me that little bit of indulgence. Um, We will be back next Monday to report back on the game against Bournemouth. And I have to say at this juncture, thanks to the fantastic at Chelsea underscore fella or Pete, as we all know him because I will be there. Cinderella is going to the ball. Or, if you prefer, I do like to be beside the seaside. Oh, I do like to be beside... As you can tell, I'm quite excited about it, and I can't wait. It should be a cracking away trip. Win, lose, or draw. Now, um, it's all really time for me to say goodbye. But first of all, before I do that, I'm going to say thank you very much to the wonderful Tony Glover. It's
1: been a pleasure, mate. An absolute pleasure.
0: Uh, always great to have you on the show, Tony. I feel I feel that we're we're nicking a real professional as you have your own podcast uh, to do, and very grateful for the time that you get. No, us. it is. It's
1: a genuine pleasure, and I said that as much when you. Um, and I, I did wonder when you said, you know, do you want to come on it? And then we chatted in the pub. I thought, blimey, he's pissed. He's asked me to go back on the, on the fan cast. But <laughs> so we had such a good time, and it was such a, a real good crack that uh, you know it was it was a joy, mate, an absolute joy.
0: Okay, that's brilliant. Well, mate, I have to say the other thing is it was great in the pub before and afterwards. And, uh, you know, thank God for that. Otherwise, it would have been a dreadful day. Uh, Mark, uh, I have to say that on Saturday, I think that you were probably the last person to see me (laughs) sober. As always, it was good to see you on Saturday. And it's been doubly fantastic to have you on the show always very privileged to have you on uh, I believe we're seeing you um, after the Spurs game next aren't we yes, yes. Yeah. that's going to be here's a quick quick poll before we go um, who thinks we're going to beat Spurs
1: Tony I Um. I th- oh, you bastard um, uh, no I don't think we'll beat them I think it'll be a draw, I think it'll be a draw. there you go no splinters in my ass.
0: Optimistic of you, me, yeah. Marco. Win, win, lose or draw.
2: I don't know. Um, I think a lot of that depends on what what the team is. Um, if you put, if, if I don't know if JT is going to be fit. If 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 we've got Captain Leader Legend out there doing Captain Leader Legend type stuff and punching into those players, that they mustn't lose to Spurs. Um, because the fans will get upset um, we, we might get something from the game if he's not fit then God help us
3: Yeah, Jonathan yeah, I, I think um, uh, the players won't know the significance of the game and we will lose ignominiously
0: Oh dear! Oh, yeah. um, listen, I I I've got to be honest. I'm not I'm not full of optimism. I, I'm, I'm not full of optimism that we're going to win another match this season. I think it's got that bad. And on that very miserable note, I would like once again to thank the wonderful <laughs> Jonathan Kidd for being my right arm, right arm man, or whatever it's called, and, tonight. And well hand. done, my friend. Have you, okay, right hand. Of Have course. you enjoyed it tonight? Always a pleasure having you on, Jonathan. And I think that pretty much you're on for the rest of them. Maybe uh, maybe not after the Spurs game, but I will tell you about that later. Um, I still haven't figured out the schedule. Whatever, case, so as always. Really whenever say. you
3: want me, whenever you don't want
0: me. Cool. I think you're pretty much on every one, apart from that. So we'll definitely see you next week. Uh, I hope we'll see Marco after the Spurs game, and I hope to see Tony very, very soon, if not in the pub after last. Uh, I'm planning Leicester. on
1: doing both again. I think I had um, it, uh, I had it was so easy to get home because good old Johnny T and Walter um were my personal satnavs to Imperial Wharf, um, and then also helped me. Um, pay for my ticket because I had no idea about this bloody um, contactless stuff going on now. Um, that sort of stuff, but yeah, yeah, I'll be there, mate.
0: Excellent stuff. Look forward to it. Right, don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at Chelsea Fancast, me at Stanford Chidge, Jonathan at Jonathan Kid, Tony at Grocer Jack UK, and Marco at Gate17Marco. And of course, check out the website ChelseaFancast.com. Uh, It's all good stuff. Many thanks to my wonderful guests this week. Thank you lot for listening, especially you lot who have been a mixler entertaining me all night by uh, allowing me to read your stuff. It's very entertaining. Right, see you next time. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree and keep it chill. Up the Chelsea! Up the Chelsea! (laughs)